Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. How many of you have enjoyed this series, Six Fit Baby? Come on. I'm seeing your Facebook and your Twitters and all your tweets and all those things, and it's been amazing. It's just been so good. And even before Pastor became ill, we had this plan. So this is not a, a fill-in kind of moment. I want you to know that. But we are very blessed this morning to have our very own youth pastor, Pastor Andrew Ham, to come and bring the word this morning. And I want you to give him the biggest welcome. I think this is the second time that this has happened where I was planning to speak and then Pastor Steve ended up being sick. I don't know what that says about. No, no. I'm honored to be here and speak to you guys. And so um, we're going to get right into this thing because I have. Pastor Steve's been saying he has 12 pages of notes and I've seen his notes and he's not lying. And I normally have about three. I have 11 today. Um, But. It's big font, so just to make sure. I, I do turn 30 this year, so the font is getting bigger on my on my thing. So on my thing, I just called it a thing. Oh goodness, it's coming fast. It's coming fast. So um, today we're gonna we're gonna move, and I'm gonna recap. If you do not have one of the scorecard, not a scorecard, a um, a uh, growth card for your, your target, for where we, the shifts that we're making. If you do not have one, if you haven't, if this, if this is your first time, it's a card that we got, just raise your hand. Maybe you forgot it. It's okay. There's no shame. We're, we're, we're cool. We want to make sure everyone has this. We do not want to leave any room for you to, to miss one of these. So we want to make sure everyone has one. So just raise your hand and we'll give you a card. And then uh, I'm going to go through these really fast. I'm not going to give a lot of recap. I'm pretty much just going to tell you what they are. And then I, I want to challenge you, I want to say, like, hey, you need to go back and listen to these. Even if you, even if you were here, go back and listen to them. But especially if you weren't here, go back and listen to them. They're on our website, passionchurch.tv, and you can go and you can find all of them there. Just to go back and and get a recap and and to listen and and to get a second dose. Cause God is moving in these messages. And so the first one that we had that we spoke about was from me to you. How we need to move from focusing on ourselves, but focusing on those around us going from me to you and then the second one was slave to son how we need to stop seeing ourselves as a slave but also but remember that we are sons and daughters of God and that we are his children and then the next one after that was seen to unseen going from what is seen and knowing that God is working even if we do not see what is happening going from seen to unseen and then last week we talked about moving from consumer to steward because we've all been given something but it's just about us realizing why God has given us the things that we have and so we've been moved we want to move from consumer to steward. And today we're, the shift that we're talking about is moving from ask to listen. Moving from ask to listen. Now I have to say this, this week is the week of Valentine's Day. Everybody who knew that, if you didn't know that, this is, I'm telling you that this week is Valentine's Day. Husbands, wives, this is Valentine's week. And so just make sure you know that. And you can ask any married couple, any married couple, what is the, one of the most important things about a relationship? 
well, about a successful relationship. And that would, one of the things that they would say was good communication. Not just communication, because we communicate a lot, but good communication. Like, could you imagine going out on a date on this Valentine's Day, and then um, you sit down with the love of, your, uh, love of your life, and you sit down at the table, and you may even start off by saying, you look so good today, I'm so glad that we we're able out, you know, it's so great. Then you tell them a little bit about your day, and then as soon as that's over and done with, you start telling them all the things that they need to do for you. You start talking, going on and on, and asking them to do this, asking them to do that, and then it's just this whole list of things that you need and things that you're asking for. And then as soon as you're done, you say, can we get the check, please? We're done, the date's over, and then you leave. Could you imagine if you sat down, and did, if I did that on Valentine's Day, sat down at the table and did all those things, and then was over, I would be in the doghouse for sure. I would not be. But, but... That's how we treat our father. <clears throat> the most perfect love of our lives, when we pray, we may start with praises. God, you're so good. You've been so good to me. We love you. You're great. All of these things. But it quickly becomes a time where we're asking him to meet our needs. And we're asking him to provide for us. We're asking him to do these things. We're asking him to heal us. We're asking him to move. We're asking him for a word. We're asking him for all of these things. We're asking him for us. But if that, all, if that is all our communication to God is about, then that's a sign of spiritual immaturity. If it's all about asking, what can you do for me? If that's all it is, then that's a sign of spiritual immaturity. We treat God like Alexa. My son has quickly learned how to say, well, he sort of says Alexa. He doesn't necessarily always say, but when we talk to Alexa, someone like start a timer or asking her for a recipe or asking her what the weather's going to be today, he soon chimes up in the background, Alexa, Alexa. <laughs> Let's up. And he's like asking Alexa all these things. She doesn't understand his. She doesn't respond to him. But man, when she starts, when he gets that X in there and then she starts listening, I'm just going to unplug Alexa. I'm just going to do it. But it's true. We, we have Alexa and we have all of these things and we ask these things. And it's something that it's like we ask her to, to answer questions. We ask her to even order things off Amazon for us. Have you ever done, have you ever done that? Maybe you didn't know that she could do that, but it's something that you do, and, and that's a problem. That's a problem. You don't even have to get online anymore. You can set up to where she can order something for you off of Amazon, which is crazy. But we, we haven't made this shift when it's all about us and our needs. But listening is about what God wants. And not just what God wants. Listening Listening is, 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 a, is a chance for us to learn more about God and to become more like him and, and, and for him to, to tell us more about, about his needs and his wants. Our needs are always there and they speak very loudly and clearly. And, and you may even think that listening to God is something that seems like, you know, that's, that's far-fetched. God, God doesn't talk to me. Like, I, I don't ever hear him. 
You know, you you talk about hearing God and I hear all these people say like, yeah, I heard God. He told me this. He told me that. I was talking with someone uh, just a couple weeks ago and they said that they heard God and and they gave him a, a name for a child. And it was like a crazy story because it was, there was a confirmation that also came with that from someone else. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I, I was like, you, you, you say you like, how do you, how do you know? Like, I, I feel like if I hear something like that, I'm like, man, that's a cool name, whatever, it's gone. You know, you think about hearing God, like that's something that doesn't happen. But really, I think it does. But we just want it to be the way we want it to be. We want God to speak in the worship service. We want God to speak through the preacher. We want God to come with this big like awe and wonder, you know, thing. So there's a story in the Old Testament. Elijah, the prophet, he was up on the mountain and he was complaining that he was alone and all these things. And then then God came. He said, hey, God is about to come. He's about to walk by. You need to get out of this cave. And so then the wind comes. And the wind is blowing so hard that it's like breaking the rocks. And then the earthquake comes and the earthquake is there shaking the ground. And there's even lightning that comes and it's like striking the side of the mountain. And Elijah is like, surely God's about to show up. He's about to speak. And then he realizes that God isn't in the wind. God isn't in the the thunder. He isn't in the earthquake. But really God is in the silence. The silence. Because if you think about the story, God, like, he comes and he, he, he wrote and he had lightning and thunder and, like, he etched in stone the Ten Commandments. We hear these stories of God, how he shows up and he's speaking through a burning bush. And we feel like our, our, when we hear from God, it has to be that same way. But sometime, we need to stop. And we need to listen. But sometimes listening is hard. Because sometimes you have to be quiet. And it's hard to be quiet these days. It's hard. It's hard to set aside all of our distractions. I believe God has been trying to get our attention for so long. But instead we're not listening. We hear these stories about the people in the Bible. And say like, yeah, they, they were connected to God. God was talking to them because they were big shots. No, they were like you and me. It's just that they were listening. And I think we need to start listening. It's only through listening to where we learn how to hear him. It's the, pur- the purpose of listening is to become more united with God. So I want to tell you, when, when you go on your date this week for Valentine's Day, make sure you listen. <laughs> because it'll help you get closer to your spouse. It will. You see, as a student pastor, I hear a lot. Of, of my students, they get into these relationships. And, and no offense, but it's real. Uh, they say, you know, we're, we're, just, we're, we're just talking. Right? They say, we're just talking. How many of you guys have ever, I've said it before. Right? We're just, we're just talking. Like, I, I, it's not even just the students. If you're, if you're an adult and you're in a dating relationship or you're single and you're looking to be in a dating relationship, you'll be like, hey, yeah, we're just talking. If we, want, if we want to catch up with one of our old friends, we say, hey, let's go get coffee and we can, we can talk. We emphasize talking in our culture. And it's something that, that causes a problem because we don't ever practice listening. 
Because listening is a discipline. I don't know if you knew that. It's not something that just happens naturally. You can hear a lot of things, but you're not necessarily listening. Let me tell you, let me, um, let me tell you something. My wife, she may not even know that she does this. No, this isn't bad. This isn't bad. She, she doesn't know. And I'm so thankful that she does this. Because we'll, I, we'll be at the house, and then she'll lead into a conversation saying, Hey, are you ready to listen? And then I know, like, okay, I need to get into the position where I can listen. I need, I need, a, I need to turn off the TV, turn off the PlayStation, I need to, and I need to, like, turn, and I need to face her. To make sure that I'm listening. But if I don't do that, I can stop for a second and be like, yeah, I'm listening. And then she's like, she's over here talking. And I can hear like the first sentence and then like there'll be a whistle. And be like, oh, what happened? I want, I want with all of my heart to listen, right? I want with all of my heart, but it's hard. There's a discipline to it. And there's a scripture that we're going to be using today. And, and I really do enjoy this scripture. And, and there's so many stories in the Bible and scriptures in the Bible I wanted to use. Literally, I could probably use any story in the Bible and talk about listening to God because like, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But we're going to read in 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. Now, to give you a little bit of backstory, 1 Samuel chapter 3, Eli, he is a priest at, this, at the temple in Shiloh. It's a town. Okay, so he's a priest there. And, and, and he has two sons. And his two sons are, are not doing what they're supposed to do. They are abusing the, 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 the temple and the people who come and the offerings. They're taking the offerings and using it for themselves. They're getting fat and they're doing all these things. They're sleeping with the women and all of these. They're, 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 it's debauchery everywhere. Okay, mischief. And all of the while this is happening, in comes a young boy. His name is Samuel. Samuel is, is someone that he, he's a promise from God from his to, from his mother and, and he came and his mother came and she just pretty much said, hey, I dedicate him to God. You're going to grow up in the temple. You're going to be with God and all these things. So we pick up, we pick up here where Samuel is asleep. So we start in, in 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 3. Before the lamp of God had gone out, Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord. That's important. Where the ark of God was located. Then the Lord called Samuel. And he answered, here I am. He ran, into, he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Eli said, I didn't call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. And so the same thing happens over and over again. I think it happens three more times. To where he's laying in bed and, and, and God speaks to him. And he, and he thinks it's Eli and he runs in. Right? He runs in and he and he's like he's like, Well what what do you want? What do you want? And so that thing same thing happens again and again and then, and there's four things I want to talk about in this portion of scripture. There's four things. And the first thing I want to talk about is posturing. Posturing. Samuel was lying down in the temple where the ark of the God, ark of God was. So basically, he was lying down next to the presence of God. That's where he chose to sleep. 
Now, I don't know what the sleeping quarters was. I've never been there. I don't know what it looks like. But I just feel like that's something that you do on purpose. Right? He's sleeping next to the ark. He's sleeping next to the presence of God. And so my question is, are we in a position to hear God? Are we in a position to listen? That's what posturing is. When, when I told you about my wife, she comes and asks me, hey, are you ready to listen? That's when I know, let's turn off the TV, let me turn and let me face her and let me look her in the eyes so I can be in a position to listen. If I don't get in a position to listen, if I leave the TV on and I don't turn and I don't face her, if I don't give her all of my attention, then I am not in a position to listen. I am in a position to hear her, but I'm not in a position to actually listen. I know I need to do things to posture myself to listen to her. And also... I need to make sure I don't interrupt. I can, I can be here. I can be good. And she's telling me this. And she's telling me good stuff. And then my brain, it runs really fast. Okay? My brain runs really fast. She'll be telling me something. And I'll hear something. And i think of something. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. And then she'll be like, I'm not finished. Let me finish. But I want to put it in there right now. I interrupt her. And that point, I stop. I stop listening. Then maybe, maybe I'll hold it in, but I, I I hear a response, and I'm just right now. I'm not listening to what she's saying. I'm waiting for her to finish, so I can insert. And so I'm no longer listening. And that's something that we have to think about also. And it's ironic that I that I do that because I'm like waiting. To, to, for her to finish so I can so show her I was listening, but I stopped listening about 30 seconds ago. So I could show her I was listening. But it's really, it, it really is hard. It's hard to lay aside every distraction. And I think about this, I also think about Mary and Martha in the Bible. Because we see these two women... And they're in the house with Jesus, and one of them is in the correct posture, and the other one is doing things that she thinks is necessary, but really... So my question for you is like, are you in the correct posture, or are you worried about, man, this song is so good, I'm changing everything, like you're going in and eating clean food and doing all... If you've done that... You've eaten healthy for more than two weeks at a time. And then if you go back and you eat something that's bad for you, your body knows that something isn't right. And that's an opportunity for you to discern that this is unhealthy. And the same way happens with Scripture. If we are in Scripture and we are eating it, and we are becoming more familiar with it, if we've put ourselves in a position to hear God, then when something comes and it says, like, is this God or not? then we'll know because something doesn't feel right. But if we don't know, then it's harder to discern. The more healthy you eat, the easier it is to find out what is unhealthy. The same thing is true with the Word of God. You can ask yourselves questions, does this bring confusion? Because I, I was eating the Word the other day, and it said, my God is not a God of confusion. It's right. 
Does this bring fear? Because I was reading the word the other day and I, and I heard God say that he does not bring fear. He does not bring a spirit of fear. Does this relationship take me closer to God or does it take me further and deeper in my flesh? Because I was in my word the other day and I heard God say that my body is a temple. I heard God say that that I should honor my wife and I should love her the way Christ loved the church and he died and he gave himself for her. So where is this taking me? What's coming with it? Is this God or is it not? We won't be able to discern that unless we are eating, being in the scripture, growing and listening, instead of just going in and asking for something and then leaving. Sometimes we don't want to do that. Because we know what the scripture may say. You know, there's always, there's sometimes there's always something like we know that this is wrong. And we don't want to ask because we don't want to have confirmation. Come on. Right? See, Samuel, when he was older, he was able to use discernment. When he was going to find David as a boy. He went and he knew that like the next king is going to be one of Jesse's sons. And so he goes to Jesse's house and Jesse lines up his sons and they're all there and they're tall. They're strong. You know, they look good. Right? They had the look of kings. And so he goes and, he, and, he, and he's going one by one down the line. He's like, this one surely, this one surely is the next king. He's tall and strong. But he knew, like, no, it wasn't him. He goes down the line, no, that's not him. It looked good. It looked right. If he made the decision, no one was going to be mad at him. But I think through his relationship with God, he could hear God say, you know what? It's not about the outward appearance. Man judges the outward appearance. Man looked at Saul. 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 Man looked at Saul and saw that he was tall. He was big. He looked like a king. But his heart wasn't there. Samuel knew that because he had been spending time in the presence of God. Since he was a boy. And he knew God's voice. And so when he lined up and and the sons were there. Jesse said, this is all of my sons. And he goes and he's like, you're lying to me. Are you sure you don't have one more son? If you think about it, you got to be pretty bold to walk into someone's house and say, hey, show me all of your sons. Like, these are all of my sons. And you're like, are you sure? You have to have some serious discernment. They're like, are you sure you don't have one more son? Are you sure you're telling me the truth? I'm going to give you another chance. Are you sure? He's like, yeah, actually, there's one more. David. But it came from discernment. Him knowing God's voice 
and knowing what God was looking for. So if we have done number one and number two, and then you come with a question, we should be to the point where we know what God is looking for, to where we don't have to ask God. All we have to do is just listen to his scripture because it's on the inside of us, because we've been eating it. The last thing I want to point out is obeying. We have to put it into practice. We have to put it into practice. Eli's sons were in the same position that Samuel was growing up, but they were not in obedience. Eli, he was even out of obedience because he wasn't correcting his sons. But also, when we hear God say something, we have to actually do it. Because if Jess is like asking me to do something over and over again, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it, but I don't do it. Yeah, I'll do it, but I don't do it. Then she's going to stop. It's time to grow up. It's time to move from ask to listen. And we have to do all of those things. So I'm going to give you these practical steps and then I'm going to get out of your way. The first practical step is we need to find silence. Real silence. Maybe you need to like turn off your phone, get your paper Bible out. Maybe you just need to like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to not have my Bible for, for now. I'm just going to sit in silence and I'm going to wait. I'm going to be okay with in silence. I'm not going to turn on any worship. We like to have worship music playing all the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's sometimes we need to turn it off. Because you can be in that place where you're almost there. You're like, ooh, yeah, I love this song. Mm. I was like, oh, wait, where was I? Or maybe you could be in a place where like, ooh, man, I hate this song. But really, though, never mind. I, I don't have time. I don't have time. Find silence. Do some meditation. We don't like to hear the word meditation. We think that it comes with a lot of weirdness. But meditation is from God. There's an app that I encourage you to download. There's a free version and a paid version. I have the free version. Bought on a budget. It's called Abide. A-B-I-D-E. Abide. I encourage you to get it. It's a great, it's a great thing. You use it at nighttime. You use it in the morning. You use it during the day. But it just helps you sort of get into that space where you're ready for silence. The second thing... You need to become more familiar with scripture. Take time and regularly read scripture out loud. Out loud. With your words. With your words. And if you have a family, get your kids around the table. Say, hey, we're going to read some scripture together. Maybe you need to get some food. Say, hey, we're going to have pizza, whatever your favorite food. And then break out the Bible. Say, hey, we're going to sit and we're going to talk about the Bible. We're going to become more familiar with it. We're going to read it and then we're going to ask our session, what did we hear in this portion of scripture that we just read? The third thing, get someone in your life that will help you with discernment. Because if we haven't made these shifts, discernment is going to be hard and we're going to need people to help us. We're going to need people to to come and be an outside, outside voice to look at our situation and be like, hey, what does God say? And it's hard for us because sometimes we hear, what does God say? And we think like, man, you're being preachy. I don't want to do that. I don't want to come off that way. But like, for real, we need to grow up. Yes, my first response to you would be, what does the Bible say? 
And if you look at me and say, I don't want to hear that, then I think we can't go any further. Get someone in your, in your life that will help you with your discernment and doesn't just tell you what to want to hear. And then the fourth thing is you need to obey God's word. If God is telling you to do something, do it. If you read it in, your, in the scripture and you are not doing that, do it. Stop whatever, maybe you need to see, stop whatever you're doing and do it. If you're singing in a worship song and it's talking about bowing down, lifting your hands, and you're like, man, I'm not doing that, then do it. Do it. Obedience. God, I thank you for the opportunity to come into your presence, into your house. God, I thank you for your truth. And I know that this is something that is working on all of us and all of these shifts. God, I just think that you are bringing us into a place where we can make each one of these shifts and we can and we can become more mature in who you are and we can grow up spiritually. And God, I think that you are moving us from being someone who only asks for what they want, but someone who listens for who you are. And God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Would you give it up for Pastor Andrew? Awesome word. Listen, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's the practical things that I need to hear. All right? And what he just gave you is practical that we can live out from day to day. All right? So take him at his word and take the word for what it's worth this morning and try it this week. See what happens in your life. Amen? Well, welcome first-time visitors. If you are a first-time visitor here at Passion Church, then make sure you fill out the next step card in front of um, in front of you, on the back of the seat in front of you, and take it to the, the uh, guest center outside for a free gift. We're all about gifts here at Passion, and you're not going to want to miss that. We just say welcome to you, and you are family. If you're a second-time visitor, Pastor Andrew will be in the back. Meet him there, and he has a, a coupon for you, another free gift, and you're not going to want to miss that either. And make yourself known to Pastor Andrew this morning. Tonight, and the ushers go ahead and start if you will. <coughs> Tonight we have School of Leadership, and that is at for the former River of Life on 150th and Rockwell Compassion Church. It's, it starts at 6 o'clock. And if you feel called to be a leader of any kind for the kingdom of God, then this is geared for you. It is a nine-month program, once a month. You're not going to want to miss, all right? There are breakout sessions for kids and connections, and you'll hear about that in the video in just a second and more. But it is a great time to hear um, from men and women of God who have done this thing. They've been in ministry, and they're here to pour into you. And what better way than to grow in your leadership than to, to be together with other leaders. So tonight at 6 p.m., if you need directions, you can um, come hit one of us up. It's 150th and Rockwell. We want to see you there. Um, watch this video, please. Good morning, Pastor Church. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's take a look at some announcements coming up this month. Don't miss the start of the School of Leadership at 6 p.m. It'll be held at Compassion Church at 150th and Rockwell, and will meet once a month for eight months. The sessions will feature teaching and theology, leadership, and specialized training and worship, students, connections, and kids. This will help you continue and maintain growth. Everyone is welcome, and every volunteer attached is encouraged to attend. There's a small cost of $100 for a family 
trip. But if you finish the program, you will be reimbursed. There are payment plans in place to help you afford this. You can also sign up in the green room. We will be presenting diapers, wipes, and the new crib in the lobby to representatives from Grace Holland and Blanchard on Sunday, February 23rd. Be sure to bring diapers of all sizes by then. Let's prepare to welcome this ministry with open arms. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope to see you again next week. Hey man, ushers, you could go ahead. Have you taken up offering? Okay, well, that was fast. Maybe we need to do it again. Just kidding. That was really fast. <laughs> All right. If you ask the Lord to come into your heart this morning, there's a number popping up on the screen. And we just ask that you text the word SAVED to this number. And if you feel like you want to serve in any area of this ministry, let me tell you, there are lots of ways to get involved. If you don't believe me, just come and ask. And we'll point you in the right direction. If you want to serve in any area, would you text SERVE to this number on the screen? All right. Has it been good to be in the house of the Lord this morning? I don't know about you, but I felt the presence of the Lord. I've been challenged with the Word, and now I'm ready to go out this week and make a difference in my world. Amen? Amen. So would you stand with me? Let's ask a prayer blessing over you. Father, I thank you so much for this awesome group of people. I thank you that they've, they've made it to the house of the Lord this morning to hear, to listen, to learn, to discern, to obey. So Father, I just pray that as we go out this week, that you would help us, oh God, to hear your voice in every situation that we find ourselves in this week, that you would just open our ears to hear what the Spirit would say, help us to be open to what you want to do in our lives, and then help us to obey, to do what you said. It's not enough to just hear and listen. We want to do. We want to be doers of your word, not only hearers. And we thank you for what a powerful word this morning. I pray blessings on this people. I pray for all those who were not able to be here this morning. We just give you praise and glory and honor for who you are in our lives. We love you, Jesus. We say thank you for who you are. And everybody in the house this morning says, Amen. Go and be blessed and have an awesome week. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.